God's Little Brown Church Sermon Series featuring Pastor Andrew Chrysler. February 25th, 2024. 18 degrees outside, feels like about 8. Which is a whole lot better than yesterday morning when it was 8 degrees outside and felt like minus 6. Praise God. I want to talk this morning about a faithful servant. That's something all of us desire. The end of the day, as we stand before our Maker, as we stand before the throne of God, having been found faithful, having been found righteous, not because of our own righteousness, but because of the righteousness of Jesus. And as we stand before the judgment seat of Christ, who will, who his reward is with him, we desire to hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. And good and faithful servant comes from Matthew 25, where it talks about the, the parable of the talents. One servant is given five talents, which is a, a measure of of gold, silver, a measure of money. One servant is given two, one servant is given one. You're familiar with the, the passage. So I'm not going to go deep into the passage. I'm only going to read two verses from that. And that is uh, Matthew 25. Oh, I forgot to write the scriptures down, but 25 uh, verses 20 and 21. It says, so he who had received the five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. And the Lord said unto them, Well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. That, that, um, word, that, uh, not admonition, that um, acknowledgement that the servant took what he was given and put it to work, took the, what he'd had, whether it was, you know, here it's five talents in another, in another place, um, in an, uh, another version, another, another one of the Gospels. It's uh, a different amount. It wasn't talents in another one. Praise God. My mind is not doing what I want it to do this morning. Praise the Lord anyhow. A faithful servant is one who takes what the Lord has given and puts it to use. Because in this parable, uh, where Jesus is talking, the servant who was given one talent went and hid it. And when his master came back and said, hey, you gave it to me, I gave it back. And he's called a, a wicked and unprofitable servant. Because he didn't use what he was given. That faithful servant was the one who took what had been given and put it to use. Who knew was working on behalf of his master. Who was doing the things that he knew his master would have him to do. Now let's go to Numbers 12 beginning with verse 4. Here in the first parable we just read in Matthew, uh, the servant is being encouraged, is being um, exhorted, is, is, is being lifted up, is being acknowledged. Here in Numbers, 
we have a situation. Now, Numbers 12, the first, first couple of verses, which we're not reading, uh, Miriam and Aaron, Moses' brother and sister, Moses' older brother and sister, by the way, are murmuring about Moses because he married an Ethiopian woman. Now, there are some places that are going to go and say, well, that's because she was black and that's why they're complaining. Scripture doesn't say that. She was an outlander. She was a foreign woman, regardless of skin tone. Regardless of where she was from, she was a foreign woman. The Jews were not supposed to marry outside of their race. They were supposed to keep uh, themselves as a holy and separate, uh, holy people. At any rate, God has used Moses to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt and is leading them through the wilderness. And in the middle of all that, he's doing what God has told him to do. He is being used by God. He is being the voice piece, uh, the mouthpiece of God. God is talking to Moses. Moses is talking to the people, telling them what the Lord said. And in the midst of that, his brother and sister are murmuring and complaining about him because he married an Ethiopian woman. And God had enough. Verse 4 Suddenly the Lord said to Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, Come out, you three, to the tabernacle of meeting. So the three came out. Then the Lord came down in a pillar of cloud and stood at the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam, and they both went forward. Then he said, Hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I, will speak, I speak to him in a dream. But not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. I will speak with him face to face, even plainly and not in dark sayings. And he sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? So the anger of the Lord was aroused against them, and he departed. I'll stop right there. Miriam ended up with leprosy, and but Moses prayed for her. But... Think about that. God came down and says, Why were you not afraid to talk about my servant? Do we ever talk about God's servant? Do we? I mean, this is a check your heart, heart moment. Are there times where we complain about what somebody else is doing when they're the, supposed to, they have to answer to God? We have to answer to God. Now, we can go and we can talk to somebody and say, hey, I think you're a little off on, on this point here. I think you're, you're wrong about this scripture. Or can we discuss this? I don't see things that way. Going to somebody is one thing. But are we talking about someone else's servant? They serve the Lord. We serve the Lord. I have to watch myself. I have to be very, very careful with this. Because I have at times railed and reviled not only other preachers but uh, you know political leaders whatever whatever the situation is there are times where I have been complaining about something first off it's none of my business second off I'm not going to fix anything by talking with somebody else yet the attitude of my heart means sometimes there's you know I have to be very very careful that I don't Go against what God says. I don't be like most, like Miriam and Aaron here, complaining about Moses about something that was not their business, when God was obviously using Moses, 
They were complaining. And God called him out and said, Why were you not afraid to talk evil of my servant? As faithful servants, what we're called to be faithful servants means we are serving the Master. We are serving our Lord. And where God has, has brings us alongside somebody else, we can encourage them and lift them up and maybe guide them and maybe help them. But if they're not, you know, it's not something that we have any influence on, make sure we're not talking about someone else's servant. Paul talks about that in 1 Corinthians. It says, who are you that judges another man's servant? To his own master he stands or falls and he will stand because God is able to make him to stand. So we pray for people that the Lord guide them. We pray for people that God touch them and bless them and lead them in his perfect will. We pray, pray for people that they be faithful servants. And we don't judge or we don't condemn or we don't murmur about what somebody else is doing. Because we are called to be faithful servants. And if we're focused on, on everybody else, how can I be doing what God wants me to do if my focus is someplace other than on God? Matthew 24, beginning with verse 45. says, Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his master made ruler over his household to give them food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find, him, will find so doing. Assuredly, I say to you, he will make him ruler over all his goods. But if that evil servant says in his heart, My master is delayed in his coming, and begins to beat his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him, and at an hour that he is not aware of, and will cut him in two, and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. As we are faithful servants, doing what the Master tells us to do, walking in the, in the calling that God has placed on our life, uh, interacting with the people around us as God would have us to do, if we're faithful and occupying, occupying until He comes, doing what God has called us to do, then we're focused on Him. But if we say, yep, you know, Lord's not coming back. I've been hearing since I was a kid, Jesus is coming back. And look, he's not, he's not back yet. God doesn't work on our timeline. God doesn't do things the way I think he ought to. Because God knows a whole lot more about what's going on than I do. I don't even know enough to ask the questions. I don't know what I don't know. But God knows everything. So... Here in Matthew, Jesus is talking about a faithful servant is one who knows what he's supposed to do and focuses on doing it whether the master's there or not. Whether he knows that somebody's looking over his shoulder or if he just knows it's what he's supposed to do. But the one who's not doing that, the one who takes his own pleasure in, into account, the one who seeks his own things, says the master is not here, he doesn't care, he doesn't know, he, he'll never find out is referred to as a wicked servant. An evil servant says in his heart, my master is delaying in his coming. Lord, help us to be focused on you. To be focused on your will and your plan and your purpose. To do the things that you called me to do. 
to do the things that you've called each and every one of us to do, that to be the faithful witnesses in this generation, not to worry about what someone else is doing, um, but rather to seek your face and to draw close to you. So in Luke 17, beginning with verse 5, find it very interesting the way this passage starts concerning where it goes. Luke 17, beginning with verse 5, The apostles said unto the Lord, Increase our faith. So the Lord said, If you have the faith as of a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, Be pulled up by the roots and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. What I do, John, instead of, yep. Trust me. Rather than fix the program, for those listening online, I set up the, the, uh, the projector with John 17, 5 through 10, so nothing matches up. Luke 17, 5 through 10 is on page 705 in the Pew Bible. The apostle said to the Lord, Lord, increase our faith. And the Lord said, if you have faith as of a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. So that's all very well. Jesus says, or the disciples say, Lord, increase our faith. And Jesus talks about if you had the faith of a mustard seed. You could say to the mulberry tree, be pulled up and plant by the roots and planted in the sea and it would obey you. And then he goes in in verse 7 and it looks like it's a complete detour. But you know how the Bible is written out? You have a, little, uh, a lot of the Bibles will have a little subheading. This is where we talk about this. This is where we talk about this. You know, we're in the translators and they're put in paragraphs and stuff. But this is a continuation of the same thing. Lord, increase our faith. Two verses ago, verse 7 Jesus said, and which of you, having a servant plowing or tending sheep, will say to him when he has come in from the field, come in at once and sit down and eat? But will he not rather say to him, prepare something for my supper and gird yourself and serve me till I have eaten and drunk, and afterwards you will eat and drink? Does he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded of him? I think not. So likewise you, when you have done all the things which you are commanded, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what was our duty to do. The disciples say, Jesus, say, Lord, increase our faith. And he goes in and says, if you're just doing what you've been called to do, what kind of a reward are you looking for? We are unprofitable servants. We have done what was our duty to do. Way back when I was in the Navy, which I've been out of the Navy now for 31 years. Well, October will be 31 years. For over 30 years I've been out of the Navy. But back when I was in the Navy, in a lot of, in a lot of my shops, in a lot of the places where I was, there was a saying, you don't get a medal for doing your job. You don't get an award 
for doing your job. Not everyone saw things that way. We saw a lot of politics. But that's, that, was the, that was the outlet. You have what we're called to do. And as we do what we've been called to do, we shouldn't be doing it for a medal or for a reward or for a blessing, but because we are servants of the Most High. Because we are servants of Jesus Christ. Because He has redeemed my life from destruction, put His love, His grace, and His mercy in me, and told me to go share His love with people around me. If I'm doing that, I'm not doing that for a personal reward. I'm doing it that He be glorified. Now first, that first parable we read, the, uh, the parable of the, of the, the talents. The one guy had been given five talents, and he brought it back and said, Lord, here's what you gave me, and here's, here's what it increased to. And the master said, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in few things, I will make you ruler over many. Personally, I don't think the guy's goal was to see what kind of good blessings I can get from the master. I think his goal was to be faithful, which is why the one who just buried the talent, the one who just hid it in the dirt, why when he, he brought it back, he was called wicked and unprofitable. If we have done what was our duty to do. So when we serve the Lord, we don't serve the Lord. Oh, boy, I can't wait to see all kinds of good, the good blessings I'm going to get in heaven. He's redeemed my life from destruction. If he never does another thing, he is worthy of praise. He is worthy of worship. He is worthy of all that I am and all that I have. God is faithful. He's called us to be faithful servants. To do what He's called us to do. Not to be looking for a reward. Not to be looking for a blessing. Not to be looking for something out there. God's going to provide it. And that's, on, that's God's plan and purpose. He knows what He's doing. My focus can't be on the benefits. Even though that's in the Psalms. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. He redeems your life from destruction. Know the psalm? God blesses us. But it's not because I've earned the blessing of God. It's because of His love toward me. I'm called to be a faithful servant, to do what He would have me to do, and just trust Him. In Genesis 24, beginning with verse 2, Says, so Abraham said to the oldest servant of his house, who ruled over all that he had, Put your hand under my thigh, and I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell. But you will go to my country and all my family to take a wife for my son Isaac. This was a faithful servant. Abraham knew if I give him a command, that's what he's going to do. You read the passage. He says, well, what if I go and they won't give, they won't give me a wife? They won't, they won't give me a, a, a wife from there. And Abraham says, if you go and they will not send the maiden, 
then you are free from your oath. Only do not take Isaac back there. But when the servant went, he prayed. He said, God, if this is your will, if, if this is your plan, Lord, then prosper my way. And when I get there, when I get to the, to the city and I come to the well and the maiden comes out to the one that I say, give me, I pray, the, a bit of water. And she gives me her water and she says, I will water for your camels also. Let that be the one. So he gets there. And a maiden comes out, and she's got a jug, and she draws water, and he asks her, can I have some water? And she says, sure, and let me water your camels. And he says, whose daughter are you? I'm the daughter of Laban, the daughter of, of Bethuel. She was... Uh, she was Abraham's niece. Just happens to be the one coming out. But that servant said, Abraham said, don't take my wife, don't take my son a wife from among the Canaanites. Go back to my country and get her a wife. And he did. And it just happened to be when he gets there. You think God planned it? I know God planned it. But he was willing to be a faithful servant. Abraham knew that his servant would do what he sent him to do. The servant knew that if God was directing it, it was going to happen. And was willing to step out in faith. Are we willing to step out in faith when, God, when we feel God telling or hear God telling us something? Or see in his word, God says, do such and such. And it all of a sudden quickens in our heart and we know that that's an area we need to, to grab a hold to and, and to focus on. Do we trust that if God is bringing it into our spirit, then God will make a way? Are we willing to be faithful servants regardless of our circumstances? Praise God. Two more passages. 2 Kings 5, beginning with verse 23. And 2 Kings 5, leading up to this. There's a general of the Syrian army. His name is Naaman. And Naaman has leprosy. And while he's a mighty general in battle, there's a little girl, young maiden in his house. And she is a captive. She is an, is, she is a, uh, an Israelite. And she said... There's a, a prophet in Israel that could cure your leprosy. And Naaman goes, and Naaman goes, and he goes to Elijah's house. Elijah doesn't want to talk to him. Sends the servant out. Sends Gehazi, the servant out. And tells him, go dip yourself three times in the Jordan River. The the uh, general gets so upset he says we have clean rivers where I come from why couldn't I bathe there but one of his servants says if the prophet had told you to go do some mighty feat you'd have done it why not go do this simple thing and Naaman went and dipped in the Jordan River the three times and came up and he was cleansed 
He was cleansed of his leprosy. He was healed. And he wanted to reward Elisha. And he had all this gold and garments and, and all the, the treasure and, and, and things to, to give him. And, and Elijah said, no, don't do it. Just go on back home. But Elisha's servant, Gehazi, had other plans. His servant went and chased down the general and said, right after you left, some of the... Uh, some other prophets came by and, and, and guests came into our house and we need some stuff to put before him. So how about just give us a, a, a talent of, of, of gold? Talent of silver? A talent of silver and a couple of changes of garments. And Naaman said, verse 23, So Naaman said, please take two talents. And he urged him and, and found and bound two talents of silver in two bags and two changes of garments and handed them to two of his servants and they carried them on ahead of him. And when he had come to the citadel, he took them from their hand and stored them away in, in the house. Then he let the men go and they departed. Now he went in and stood before his master. Elijah said to him, where did you go, Gehazi? And he said, your servant did not go anywhere. And he said to them, Did not my heart go with you when the man turned back from his chariot to meet you? Is it time to receive money and to receive clothing, olive groves and vineyards, sheep and oxen, male and female servants? Therefore the leprosy of Naaman shall cling to you and your descendants forever. And he went out from his presence leprous as white as snow. By any definition, Gehazi is not a faithful servant. Now, Gehazi had been his servant for years. He's the guy that had been with him when, um, uh, when the army came and camped round about him. And the servant got up in the morning. Gehazi got up in the morning and looked out and he saw the armies camped around the city. And he went to his master. And Elisha said, don't worry. Those that are with us are more than those that are with them. Lord, open his eyes. And he saw that the hills round about was covered with the flaming chariots and angels the army of the Lord, all around. He had been with Elijah for a while. But he didn't like what the master was doing. He didn't like the master's choice. He didn't want to be obedient. Elisha said, I don't want any treasure from you. Take your treasure and go home. This is a blessing of the Lord. This is not something that you buy. But the servant had another plan. Gehazi went to get some of that treasure. Now, whether he was just greedy or he thought, hey, if you brought it all the way down here, there's no sense in carrying it all the way back. I'll just be a nice guy. Whatever his, his, his thing was, he did not do what the master told him to do, and he paid the price. Lord, let that not be us. We are called to do what our master has called us to do. What he has put in our hearts, what he is working in our lives. And let's not be like people around us. Let's not be like this unprofitable servant. Or the one that says, oh, my master delays his coming. But rather, let's focus on what God has in mind. What God is doing in each and every one of our lives. Final passage. 2 Timothy 2, beginning with verse 19. Paul talking to Timothy, 
Verse 19 says, Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands, having this seal. The Lord knows those that are His. And let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great home there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Flee also useful lust, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate strife. The servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all able to teach and patience, in humility correcting those who are in opposition, if God perhaps will grant them repentance, so that they may know the truth, and that they may come to the, their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. A faithful servant is one who does the will of his master, who knows the will of his master, so that even when the master is not there, even when the master is not um, giving continual instruction knows what it would have have him to do and walks in that and walks with grace and mercy to those who are around them not judging them not not talking about them not trying to pull them down but rather try to encourage each and every one as faithful servants serving the lord we are called to lift up the feeble lift up the hands that hang down strengthen the feeble knees make straight paths for the feet that we might lead people and draw people to show the love of God. Lord, help us. Help each and every one of us to be faithful servants, to do your will and to know your ways, to draw close to you, Father, and to be lights in this generation. Help us, Lord, not to be a stumbling block or an obstacle, but, Lord, to lift up and show your grace. Lead us and guide us, Father. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit glbcdt.org.